depending on your mood, there's different styles you may line up with. There's flashy, and then there's the Adam Sandler type. There's name brand, and then there's no name brand, but well put together. Everyone has their go-tos and what stores to hit and what sites they hit for the plugs. We can see the differences on what makes a quality fit, but I think we all can agree on Ric Flair making a stand with his fashion at the height of his career. Cousin, what's going on, bro? Freddie, we're in the building. <laughs> we're talking drip. <laughs> Just want to touch base with you and see how your energy is moving. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So if you're not familiar with Ric Flair, you know, I suggest you hop on YouTube and check out some videos. And you can see how much of an entertaining personality that he has till this day. Why do you think Ric Flair made such a splash with his personality and his fashion? I think that one of the things that made Ric Flair the most unique wrestler of his time was the ability to cut an impactful promo, right? The things that he was saying, the the clothes that he was wearing, uh, the style, the panache, the the he was so brave, he was so bold, he was so confident that he popped on the screen compared to those much more mundane and formulaic yeah. uh, wrestlers. Uh -huh. uh, Ric Flair was ahead of his time. Now, <laughs> did you watch wrestling growing up? I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been watching it my whole life. Before it was cool, absolutely. Don't call Steve. Austin. Come on, Undertaker, <laughs> Edge, uh, 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 Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. I'm talking real, real, real mat yes. te technicians. Oh yeah, I yes. was, I'm a big wrestling yes, fan. Yes, you definitely tapped in. Come on. I think Stone Cold had my favorite entrance. Breaking that glass. <laughs> yeah, we used to throw bottles. We used to throw Snapple bottles, and when they broke, we'd all pretend to be uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin because that thing was iconic. That and that was that, the that, thing growing that intro. up. Now you know we're. Hit in the fall. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like the fall, but technically it's the fall. What do you think or what do you see the fellas bringing out for the fall looks? What we on, bro? Cousin, <laughs> I'm hoping, what I'm we hoping are, we can yes. retire the Chelsea boots. I was just about to bring that up. Freddie, I'm hoping that if, if, you're at, if you're at a nice dinner, you're at an adult date night, uh, a brunch even... Um, a businessman. I just hope that we can put those things in the casket. Where do those boots come from? I do not know how they got there. Um, DC brunch, Atlanta brunch, New York brunch. You can see gentlemen in these in these boots, pointy, and they are pointy with the with the jeans and the cuff, and they seem to be the easy way out. Yes, but um, that is probably the number one thing that I'm <laughs> that I think we're going to be seeing. I think those Chelsea boots, for some reason, it attaches to fall look for some reason. Absolutely. Like, I don't know where it started. I don't know how it came about. Six, seven summers ago. <laughs> but we got our hands on them. You got some? <laughs> I had some. Exactly. Of course you did. Of course. That's ready. Did. You had to. Now, out here, the sun is still out. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be fall, right? Every now and then, you know, we get hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> how do these hurricanes, and how do they come about with these names? Like, how does it work? Like, what? How do they just attach names to these hurricanes? Hurricane Chelsea, <laughs> Hurricane Katrina. Yes. Um, I, it, I feel like there's yeah. a common thread of uh, commonality in that there's yeah. always a woman's name, yeah. and I don't know why that is. Um, it's probably some guy doing it, but I'm not sure how they come up with, with those names. But Can I know we get it's some a, African ones, right? Uh, <laughs> I know you got I do some. a lot. <laughs> well, where'd you come up? Hurricane. If you were in charge of what, what would you say? What was some hurricane? What would you name them after? Hurricane Adiola. <laughs> Hey, Hurricane Nana, Nana AC. <laughs> Coming through. So dangerous. Come on. 
Well, you can't you can't let Africans have too much of anything. They'll be they'll be yelling at us. Freddie, what would you name a hurricane? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you put me but on like, the spot. I want to go with yours, man. Uh-huh, I do. Yeah, it was very after top of the <laughs> Now, when it comes to looks, when yeah. it comes to fashion, these award shows, you gotta get your fit off. Mm-hmm. BT Awards, VMAs. <laughs> You gotta have to walk down when the canvas hit. Come on, I mean, how important is it to get these looks off when you're walking down that red carpet? Listen, bro? Um, uh, the fashion, the yeah. I feel like the runway. There's a multitude of them, right? You uh-huh. talked about two of them. Yeah. Also, don't forget when uh, NFL athletes get to the arena. Yeah. Now there, there's a bit of a runway. Yes, NBA athletes. That seems to be the thing now. Yes, those guys coming to the game. It's almost a part of the entertainment. Watching uh-huh. what they've chose to wear from the house to the arena. It's mm-hmm. like. Um, there's some circumstance. There's some pomp. There's some. Um, there's some um, real like delivery. When you see LeBron and uh-huh. AD and Russell Westbrook and Shea Gildress Alexander um, in they fits, it sort of sets the precedent of like uh-huh. it's it's real. It's exciting. The momentum. Something, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're, you're, you're gonna see something. You know, my best effort mm-hmm. because as much as I hate to admit this, man, yeah. that fashion part it, it it plays a big part of confidence and uh-huh. that rolls into momentum on the field and um yes and like being great, I just think at, at anything, I think. And some of the players are able to attach an identity to those walkthroughs. Come on. Outside of Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. They just know that they're gonna come with some type of fit. Fitted. <laughs> and they're gonna attach it to that person. So mm-hmm. you already know it's going to be a big deal when a cameraman, they walk through the tunnel. They even It's getting to the point where they're showing their cars going in. Freddie? It's like, they, roll, they roll out of bed, the camera there. All right. <laughs> I feel like that could be uh-huh. something about us and how much we like luxury. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. opulence and, 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 and people with money. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like there's a there's a bit of a subculture, right? Like, yeah. if you got money, we want to see it and how you spend it and what <laughs> you spend it on, it. right? Yes. And what you spend it on. Behind yes. the camera looks, it's, it's a thing. Uh-huh. Now, fashion, that's one part. Uh, our homie uh, decided to do something else with his hair, and that's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, with his NBA haircut. Yeah, at the beginning of all of this, <laughs> it started something, and uh, memes was floating all over the place. Uh-huh. How do you feel about Jimmy Butler and uh, debuting that new haircut? I think that Jimmy Butler is the most unique and fearless superstar, uh-huh. true superstar that we have in the NBA. Yeah. Um, not only this year when he came with the <laughs> punk rock outfit, but if you also remember last year when he did the wonky dread, uh, yeah. the wonky dreads, uh-huh. he does it as a joke because um, during the press conferences at the beginning of the season, uh-huh. those are when the pictures for the entire year uh-huh. um, that you see on the screen and the animatron when you go into the uh, the game, yeah. those pictures are from uh, <laughs> game day. So what he's doing is he's making that, those silly pictures yeah. of him in those wonky outfits, the picture for the entire year that ESPN has to play, yeah. that the NBA has to play, and um, it's it's an it's an expression of his fashion, yes, um, his individuality, uh-huh. and how fearless that he is when he is um, getting dressed. And he's a very talented athlete. What with a lot of focus, mm-hmm. and the focus needs to be on a hundred. I've been trying to find a way to keep my energy level steady throughout the day. I've started drinking Magic Mind hmm. to get me in the right state of mind early on and out throughout the day. It gives me the energy that I need, makes me more productive, and gets the creative juices flowing. It's all natural ingredients from the best suppliers out on the scene, especially no sugar, paleo-friendly. If you're like me, out and about, and the cuzzo, That's right. and have open tabs in your head, handling multiple things at once, I say give it a go. You can get at magicmind.com slash freddy with the code Freddie, all capital letters, 20, 
50% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase. A lot of people have been mentioning it, such as Joe Rogan, mm. who had it on his podcast. The Kardashians are drinking it if you keep up with them. Mm-hmm. And I've shared it with family and friends who are looking for that booze. Magicmind.com slash Freddy code Freddy20. I'd get the 30 pack for the best value with this sponsor behind me. Now, Lloyd, mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about athletes and their fashion. One guy that uh, we all know is Mayweather. Oh, yeah. With his fits, Ooh. with his persona, which how, how much he tells you how much his stuff is. Man. Now, we know he's very successful. Mm-hmm. We know he's very talented. We know that he's earned that money. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, him, I think I saw a conference uh, not too long ago. He was promoting one of his younger fighters. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reporters said, Floyd, do you feel like you are one of the GOATs? And he bum-rushed the stage. He said, I am the GOAT. Right. How do you feel about Floyd and his personality as we talk about this uh, Ric Flair? I'm torn because yeah. I grew up watching Floyd. My father was a big boxing fan back when in the 90s when boxing was like, a mainstay of American pop culture. Okay. And while he liked the heavyweights, yeah. I was smaller at the time, so uh-huh. I liked Floyd, Pretty Boy Floyd, this guy who was uh, fighting, but he was um, not getting hit while hitting his opponent, which was the exact opposite of what the heavyweights were doing at the time, yeah. because this is when knockouts were the thing, right? So Floyd was coming at it in a different way, and he was dressed immaculately. He had incredible ring promos. If you remember the interviews that he was having back then, the things that he was <laughs> able to say and the ire that he was able to draw was his ability to communicate an, uh, an effective message yes. that, in, that, uh, that invitalized us but enraged everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone else wanted to see him get defeated. So he came to the ring in different apparel yes. uh, that would mock his opponents. Uh-huh. He would come in with uh, cocky, flashy combos, saying very nasty things about his opponents to sort of draw <laughs> the ire of not only the opponent, but Sells the crowd. The yes, He's definitely. selling the crowd. He's selling <laughs> yes. emotion. Uh-huh. He was able to... Uh, energize and get people to reach into their wallet uh-huh. and pay big money to uh-huh. see him lose okay while beating his opponent systematically yes. while not getting hit and at the end of the fight he would cut this gracious promo about uh-huh. how glad he was to be in the ring and share that time with his opponent yes thank them very much for their uh, for their time and then he would get very classy so it was this very well-oiled machine uh-huh. of Grandstance of of pomp, of of flair, of flash, of money, of arrogance, money. but mostly money. <laughs> money Mayweather. Money Mayweather. I love that. I love. I love yeah. him. I love. I love him professionally. Him as a fighter is amazing. Is there such a thing as a boxer that isn't cocky? I think that in order to do that job, being yeah. a prize fighter, uh-huh. fighter, um, USC MMA, you have to be unwavering in your confidence and yeah. self belief. Because these are combat sports. You don't play these games. Can't be timid. You fight other people. Uh And if you're not as good as you say you are, you get lumped up. Even if you know you're going to lose. Boom. (laughs) You got to come in with that energy. And you have to make it (laughs) seem like if you have have to tell yourself (laughs) that I'm going to win. And this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened. Because anything can happen at any moment. We've seen people (laughs) who have no business beating giants Uh beat a giant. Uh All because of... The power of will. So, you know, staying open-minded, you know, and positive, it, it has its purpose. Because when you get to that stare-off, they can smell that fear. You've seen Mike. They won't let you blink. What? <laughs> You've seen Mike, Mike Tyson. He has one where he's yeah. swaying ever so slightly, and uh, he's locked in. 
on his opponent's eyes like a pit bull. And you can see him literally injecting the fear into his opponent because his personality, his poise, and his delivery were so intimidating. He is infecting uh, his, 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 his opponents. Yeah, the monologue's on point. Now, I know that you've seen Francis... Uh-huh. And the Gypsy King throw down. How do you feel about Kazo and his performance? Now they say they say he lost, but the performance, you no know, totality. We know what was going on. We know what was a Freddie for him to for that to have been his first boxing match against the lineal heavyweight champion. What that means is uh, he's basically the best um, uh, heavyweight at the time. Yes, just he just doesn't have a belt. Uh-huh. Um, that's his first boxing match. Uh, Francis Ngannou was thirty seven years old, yes. two hundred and seventy five pounds, uh-huh. and they thought that he was going to be able to be gassed out. The uh-huh. guy. The Gypsy King signed up a... a uh, <laughs> Funny name, by the way. <laughs> oh, a, a post-fight. Um, he had uh, another fight scheduled for December, yeah. right, before he fought our cousin uh, Francis Nagano. Uh-huh. And during the fight, he was clearly outmatched. Uh, during the second round, um, the African strength caught up with him, <laughs> and he knocked him down in a way that only Deontay Wilder had previously been, been able to do. Yeah. But mind you, Deontay has been fighting um, as a boxer his entire life. This is Francis... Francis's first fight. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> it was just clear during the fight that it was clearly um, Francis's night. Um, he did get out punched and outboxed. Yeah. But if you watched the fight with your bare eyes, it's clear to the <laughs> it's clear to the layman who Bear. won. Right. It's clear to the layman who yeah. won because all the analysts and the reporters are coming with their analyze with their stats and their numbers. But if you watch that fight yeah. and you've seen the highlights, you know who won. The people, more importantly, know who won. Uh-huh. And more than any. Dana White, the person who was betting against him, yeah. lost the most because Francis won in the eyes of the people. Of course. And he's going to be able to sell the next fight. And um, his rate is only going up. Now, how do you feel about his super punch? I. Because <laughs> he, he definitely. Right. Because yes. he's an MMA fighter. Exactly. I so love the crossover. The, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that he kept some of that in there and yeah. he was still disciplined enough to not uh-huh. take him down, yeah. not throw any kicks. And for him to be on that grand of a stage. Uh-huh. And be able to knock down the lineal heavyweight champion, the guy that nobody else can beat. Yes, was huge. And very. And I'm and I'm so glad that the people are being honest with themselves, and they know that he won, and they're treating him like a champ because you know the the guy who everybody thought was supposed to win, as usual, uh-huh. didn't get the victory. Now, at that fight, there was a lot of powerful people there. Izzy was there. Hey, uh-huh. Kabaru. Uh-huh. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Uh-huh. Kanye was there. Uh-huh. He pulled up. People said it looked like he was about to fight in the ring. <laughs> Kanye. Because of his outfit. outfit. I was going to say, because the things that you wear <laughs> yes. say something. And where you wear yeah. them too uh-huh. says something as well. Yes. So when you're wearing things that make people believe that you may be willing to engage in fisticuffs at a an arena full of uh, a lot of testosterone yes. and people who like to fight... People are going to put two and two together, Freddie. Now, Kanye is perfect for this episode because mm-hmm. over decades, we've seen the fashion change. We've seen him, you know, put out new things that people follow to do. How do you feel about, I don't even know what to call him, like his his skin shoes, barefooter. Freddie. <laughs> what, what, how do you feel about that, cousin? Freddie, I... 
I love um, Kanye's fashion sense yes, yes. because it doesn't matter what he does because they're not buying what he's doing. They're just buying a piece of him. Uh-huh. Every they, they, they want to be in his skin. They want yes. to be that confident. They want to be that brash. They want to be that brave. So when it comes to his merch, I think that he is brilliant in how he uh, and, and very masterful in how he deploys them all yes. in their pieces and their seasons and there's a timepiece. Um, so he's able to attach a moment to each piece. What these bare feet mean to Today, it could mean whatever they want him to mean, and as well as whatever the yeah. people who are willing to pay for it think it means. How do you sell that, though? How do you sell barefoot? Kanye <laughs> can do, do anything. He can He'll do find anything. a way. He'll find he a way. He makes the most nonsensical things He'll put popular. His, He'll put his foot on a copier. And, and, that'll, and that'll be enough. <laughs> and that'll be enough for people to follow. Uh-huh. Now, one thing I am excited about is they say he's working on a new album with Ty Dolla. Mm-hmm. And this thing about, you know, like, rappers and age. Should we should we just let rappers just make music and stop trying to attach it to age? Because mm. Kanye is still making great music. I'm sure this next album is going to be, you know, monumental. Yep. So how do you feel about him working on a new album? What type of sound do you think is going to come with? Because he's in a different space of his life. That is a great question. Yes. Because... As hip-hop gets older, right? Yes. If we were in the golden age of it when we were coming up, uh-huh. I don't feel like there's a, the, exactly the same amount of, like, crossover stars as they used to be. Okay. Like, you remember Snoop? Like, like if I ask your mom about Snoop, she'll know yeah. who Snoop is. They're not the same. They don't have necessarily the same crossover impact. They're not mm-hmm. as necessarily as big um, now as I feel like they were um, when we were coming up. Um but this Ty Dolla Sign and, and, and Kanye project, yes. it could be fantastic because... Uh-huh. <laughs> Bro's good with the hooks. Exactly. Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign has an incredible, uh, excuse me, sound <laughs> for music. Singing. He can find the melodies. <laughs> Kanye's going to come with the originality and the yeah. concept necessary, and those two together are going to create something that's going to be definitely impactful. Uh-huh. But you're right. Uh-huh. I wonder what the age group is that's going to like it because uh-huh. I know we're going to like it. But yeah. they need to be able to sell it to the kids too. Of course, they have to sell it to the to the youth first. So uh-huh. we'll see. And it's it's a thing of. Uh, reinventing yourself which is my next mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. because usher just had a fantastic run and then they said he's performing at the super bowl which is a milestone for any artist how do you feel about him you know locking in that gig i'm so excited to talk about this let me tell you about this right now yes there is only <laughs> one king of r&b okay my king yes. has been with me since junior high yes. i'm talking my way i'm talking confessions <laughs> i'm talking 20 years These are my of, of hits of remember when he was in his oops oops era yeah. in 2014 he has been able to reinvent himself multiple times uh-huh. and the fact that even now in 2023 he's finally getting his um grand opus at the super bowl when yeah. people thought that he wouldn't have the catalog necessary to carry that day uh-huh. when he has been hosting his residency. own residency in vegas, vegas for yeah. years yeah. and that residency has been going viral consistently yeah, so because people are that moved by the music uh-huh. they're that they're that touched and in uh, tune with the message and the moment uh-huh. that he's able to provide i am so excited I cannot wait. I hope he doesn't have a whole bunch of features. I was going to say, who would you want to see? Because, 
you know, even if you don't watch football, people tap into the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. The the, the, yeah. the Super Bowl halftime show is, is going to be one of the most watched things of the year. Mm-hmm. Rihanna last year broke records yes, for hers. The baby, yes. Um, so I know that uh, he has the ability to. Uh-huh. He just has to curate the right show uh-huh. because he can't do the same one that he's doing in Vegas because he needs to be all hits. This is uh, America. So this is every ethnicity and age group. It's not going to be the demographic that comes to see him. Uh-huh. So I don't want him to drown it in features yeah. because I wanted to highlight him and his storied career. That's what it's about. It's about him. So uh-huh. I, that's just what I hope. But I'm so happy that he's getting it. Um, it is to me, it's long overdue, obviously, mm-hmm. as a longtime Usher fan. But uh-huh. I am so excited yeah. and I can't wait because I know he's going to kill it. Yes, of course he is. And as we go ahead and end this off, uh, there's this thing that if you take a break from whatever type of artistry, when they see you on the scene again, people want you to look good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently, NSYNC has just got back together. I saw the BMAs. And they were suited and booted. In terms of Ric Flair and, you know, showing up and looking your best, how do you feel? I was your closest off when you're making a comeback, when you're getting back with the group, what do you feel people should look for when you're coming back on the scene, back to the fans, back to the spotlight? What do you feel like the key traits for that? I think uh, specifically for NSYNC, right? They're going to have to come back and be the 20, I, I want to say this the right way. They have to be the 2023 version of NSYNC. I don't think that they should go right back and jump into the jean suits of their uh, uh-huh. nostalgia-filled past. Yes. I think they should embrace their age. Yes. Be modern, be fit, be uh-huh. healthy, obviously, because it's it's a look. And it's going to take a grind to do those same dance moves. Yes. But I would say, <laughs> I, if, it, if it was me, yes. I would say minimize the nostalgia on the outfits. Okay. Maximize the efficiency of the health, because I'm not sure. Yes. Um, we haven't this seen is perfect. Right. This, I'm glad you mentioned this. <laughs> no. we, we haven't seen what those gentlemen look like in a yes. while. And um, being an R&B singer and an yes. entertainer of that level requires a lot of athleticism. Uh-huh. So I just hope that in the right physical shape Uh for this journey. (laughs) I'm glad that you mentioned like physical health because whatever that you're doing, whatever money that you work for, it goes somewhere. Whether you have a 24-hour pass, whether you like to go suited and booted, Mm -hmm. whether you like to be casual, whatever it is that you invest your money in, you want to show that Ric Flair fit. Mm -hmm. It's real serious. Get ready! Woo! We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine like jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down.